And now for something completely different. Forget everything you've been told by others before. Get ready for the real deal. The full story. Real talk about money, markets, life. Now, it's The Real Investment Show. Presented by RIA Advisors. And the inmates are running the show. Welcome to Financial Fitness Friday, everybody. I'm Rich Rosso, CFP, here with... Danny Ratliff, also certified financial planner, certified financial planners squared, if you will. So we appreciate you being here. Uh, futures are relatively flat this morning. There's a lot of data coming out today. What uh, is especially going to be important is average hourly earnings. As Powell moves away from his transitory talk to more permitory when it comes to inflation, wages tend to be sticky. So we're looking at anywhere from 5% expected, 4.9% was in October. <clears throat> Still not really keeping up with the real rate of inflation versus CPI because everything is pretty much up double digits. So, Danny, you know, as we, that's going to be, I think, the big indicator for next year. Where does wage growth go? At the labor force participation rate, I don't even think you were, you might have been in diapers the last time it was at 61.6%. <clears throat> so um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the labor force participation rate next year. So we talked about this on the show last year, how inflation was probably going to be a little bit longer. And what did we do? We raised the overall level of inflation on all our plans, right? to about 2.5%. In other words, we look at inflation here on a goal-by-goal -goal basis, whether it's healthcare, new car, whatever it is. But there's a general run rate, and that's 2%, and we changed it to 2.5. Well, the OECD expects inflation to be above the U.S. Federal Reserve's 2% target at 2.5% 2023. We we nailed it, Danny. We just have to prepare clients better for what might be some, maybe not transitory, maybe not structural, something in between, because we know when Mondelez raises the price on Oreos, they don't go ahead and lower them again. Well, they also start taking them out of the package as well. <laughs> they, so you they have make fewer them smaller. Fewer. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that is an interesting point. So we, we've discussed how it is so important to attach some type of inflation rate to different types of goals. And so you know, looking at a financial plan, an impact from actually 2% to 2.5% can be rather significant. Absolutely. So we actually need to see some type of wage growth that is sustainable for this to really have some legs, I think. If not, you know, we're going to see some some bigger issues when the Fed does begin to raise interest rates. There's going to be other problems that will be associated with that move, which we've seen already. Right. And, and we know the supply chain issues will work themselves out, and we will see inflation on certain goods drop off. However, as a piece I wrote a, f a few weeks ago, um, Michael's written, Michael Leibowitz, a lot on inflation. Um, I just think that we're setting up ourselves up for more of a headwind, especially with energy prices as our infrastructure. Ironically, as the weather gets uh, more unstable, whether it's you know a global situation or not, global warming or whatever it is, or there's some form of climate change that's happening where weather is changing. You actually need more dependable energy source, and we seem to be in our own way. So you're going to see higher prices in items, and of course, once wages go up, though, that's what we call the sticky inflation. So that's going to be interesting to see. Now we see a lot of companies moving more toward technology. I think Denny's has got like a new pancake flipping robot. I'd like oh, to see wow. that if he's wearing a little cap. Impressive. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's has got a burger flipping. Uh, no, I think Denny's was a server. Electronic servers. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Companies are going to learn to adjust with this. They have to maintain their margins. Um, unfortunately, I did have an idea that didn't go over well because Michael Witnisky, who runs Dollar Tree, you know, now they're not Dollar Tree. They're dollar twenty-five tree, ah. uh, but I said that he should have it as a dollar twenty-three tree, and they don't email me anymore uh, because it just rhymes better. 
$1.23 tree. Did did he fire his marketing department upon receiving the email? No, but he sent me a death threat, I think. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So, interesting story. Dollar General, um, they're based out of Tennessee. They're going to open 1,000 new stores. But these are going to be for the wealthier suburban shoppers. So, is it really Dollar General? Is it Dollar Four Star General? So how how do you change your, your I don't know. It's called, and I'm interested to see this. Other is other it like places. five and five below? Because it's going to be called Pop Shelf. Yeah, and they're going to have thirty Pop Shelf stores in six states, and they're going to have. I mean, again, so I don't know how they go from this, and then they raise it. See, that's their way of coming around the inflation curve. Like we're going to put this for wealthier. We're going to put this in suburban places. And we can't really call it Dollar General. We're going to call it Pop Shelf. And the goods will be, I don't know what the price points are. What do you think, Brent? Brent's like, I'm not going to Pop Shelf I'm, unless they sell actually, See, they have ice cream pops. It's I'm like not. the difference between Chevrolets and Cadillacs. <clears throat> it's the same stuff. They're just going to Well, that's what I think. They'll just, yeah. yeah, they'll mark it up or they'll just have a little bit of a higher grade of stuff. Yeah. Because the stores do look a little bit better. Um, but I mean, I just don't know how these dollar generals, but dollar 23 tree, Michael should have taken me up on that offer. Seems like it makes a lot of sense. So inflation is definitely something to watch. Obviously markets have been okay with it because, Hey, when's the last time most major corporations or businesses for that matter, when have they have had pricing power, except so let's take Apple out of the equation because people freak out, right? They, yeah. Or Starbucks, they're going to spend $10 on a cup of rancid coffee. So, but when have really overall have companies had pricing power? Well, like well they, they haven't, but we've seen kind of the writing on the wall for a while in the sense that we've seen, you know, new cars used to be 60 months was like a long, long time for you to finance something. Then it went to 72. Now you can find 10 year financing. And so they're finding more creative ways for people to be able to actually still afford a much pricier product, which I think comes back and bites you in the rear end later down the road in a, in a couple of different ways. You know, when you when you do need to sell a vehicle, when you do need to go purchase something else, um, you're going to want to hold on to things much longer, I think. You will. And so maybe you don't have that that turnover. Now, they've created this revenue stream, which I think is going to be beneficial for them. But you're not going to see the turnover that you once had. At least that's what I think. I, I think that may be one of the, the, the downfalls that we see with some of these moves that are being made now. So this pop shelf is going to be looking to target customers. Women who live in suburban areas have an annual household income. That ranges from 50,000 to 125,000, roughly 9,000 square feet. And they'll have home goods, seasonal decor, party supplies, velvet pictures of Elvis. No, that's okay. Uh, oh, 90% of the merchandise will be $5 or less. See, everything's going to five below. Yeah. Well, this is great. This gives me something new to use with Michelle well, we because should... I give her such a hard time. Anytime we pass a dollar journal, I'm like, look, we could live here. And... <laughs> You know, she almost drives me off the road, but uh, yeah. So this will be this will be something new I can put in my arsenal with her. Now that would be a sitcom, moving into a Dollar General. I don't mean moving into it, but being near one. Hold on, now. well, that that would be. We're gonna we're gonna create a new store called the Ten Pen. We're gonna open that. It's just gonna be goods that are ten dollars and below. I like it. Yeah, you like that? Brent's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. I really like that a lot. We get back. We're going to talk about Social Security. Will it be here for you? Yes, Lance. We think it will. Yes, Lance. There is a Santa Claus. We'll be right back. Investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. Don't let 2022 be a repeat of the past year. Join Danny Ratliff and Richard Rosso for their essential smart money tips for the new year candid coffee event on Saturday, January 15th. You'll learn the landmines to avoid, tax advantages we see, 
and money tips you need to know in the new year. Register now for our next Candid Coffee at realinvestmentadvice.com. Candid Coffee with Ratliff and Rosso, realinvestmentadvice.com. Hi, Lance Roberts here. If you're like most people, your 401k plan represents the bulk of your retirement assets. And unfortunately for many, managing your 401k plan can be difficult. There's so many choices, so many things to consider. With just a quick email, a couple of questions, you can put RIA Advisors to work for you managing your 401k plan. Get started right now at the website, realinvestmentadvice.com, or simply call our toll-free number, 855-RIA-PLAN, or again, simply online at realinvestmentadvice.com. Small businesses are discovering that attracting and retaining top talent come down to more than just salary. In today's highly competitive job market, compensation is more than just wages. Hi, I'm Tom Allen. RIA Advisors Retirement Plan Consultant. Healthcare and retirement plans can make the difference in hiring and retaining the best employees. We can show you how to build an affordable, effective employment package that delivers true value for your workers and your business. Call me toll free at 855-RIA-PLAN or online at realinvestmentadvice.com. And now, another page from the Real Investment Advisors Investing Manifesto. Bulls win in bull markets. Bears win in bear markets. Eagles soar above and take advantage of opportunity. Let us help you soar as you reach your financial goals with RIA Advisors. Neither bull nor bear. RIA Advisors, 281-501-1791 or online at realinvestmentadvice.com. The Real Investment Show. Talking about inflation, we're going to have a nice Social Security adjustment, cost of living adjustment, 5.9%. But your Medicare Part Premium is going up 14, Part B Premium is going up 14.3%. What are you going to do? Well, one thing that we talk about a lot is demographics, right? You need people. You need people to continue an economy. It's the lifeblood of it. So... When Pew Research Survey found that a growing share of U.S. adults don't want kids. Their reasons range from not wanting to have kids, from just wanting to, the concerns about finances, that's always been mine. Oh, and climate change, because, you know, the planet may not be here. Um, around 44% of non-parents aged 18 to 49 say they don't plan to have children in the future. That's an increase of 7%, or 7% percentage points from the 37% who said that this said the same in a 2018 survey. 74% of adults younger than 50 who are already parents say they are unlikely to have more kids. There's a baby dearth, Danny, not in your house, but Japan and China, U.S., this is a problem. And to Lance's point, that is a valid issue when it comes to how many people you need to be working to pay for an aging demographic in Social Security. Don't you think? Yeah, well, it used to be we had so many workers for like 16 for every one one worker, you know, or, or one retiree, excuse me. And so now those numbers have shifted dramatically, and it's going to continue if this trend, you know, is is going to be continue to be a problem. I mean, you've seen China. They used to have a uh, basically a moratorium on how many children you could have. And... Now they've they've stepped back from that because they see the problem that it the social problems that it's 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 occurring from this right right and so I think that you know I don't know what gives here because it is right I mean I think about it all the time all the things we want to do and then I think oh well okay one two three wait no four five it, it all adds up right and so it's extremely difficult for people to be able to stomach the cost and especially as people are becoming more and more aware about their finances which is a great thing. The it's, climate change excuse really gets me, though. Is that, yeah, how crazy is that? I just don't want to bring people. I read this story, you know, because Pew Research had a whole study. It's like, I don't want to bring someone into this world is on fire. Well, I don't know if you're where you're, you know, the hospital isn't. I mean, it, yeah. you know, that part of it, maybe some people shouldn't have children. I, 
totally understand. I understand the finances for it, right? How much does it cost to put a child through college? Like Haley's tuition at Emory, $72,000 a year. Wow. And, I'm, and, and she got a, thank goodness she got a free ride, even though I saved for college, right? Yeah. I'm like, how do, how do people do this, right? So if you had three kids, four kids, whatever it is, and you got to put them all through college and feed them and clothe them. I mean, look at the, I mean, I think it's, it was definitely worth it to have a child, but I can see how people say, listen, I, I can't do it. Or, you know, it restrains from my freedom to do other things like be on Decentraland, you know, to be on social media and be on TikTok, you know, filming videos of me getting in and out of a car or something, you know, it really is the important stuff. Well, but that's a great example of, of easy money and some of the, the, the downfalls because of it. And so those are going to be continue to be issues. And it's right. People are having to think about, okay, where do I, you know, what do I envision my life to look like? Where I think in the past it was just kind of expected. People are going to have children. This is how it goes. Mm-hmm. And now people are saying, whoa, I mean, this is a lot more expensive than, than what I thought. And you see other people in the, uh, the, the strains that can put on, on families, the uh, financial burdens. It's, it's. I mean, hey, I'm not going to per- shy away from it or, you know, tell somebody not to go have children by any means. But, I mean, think about this. Your your clients who don't have any kids, hey, they got a lot more money, don't they? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they, they're able to sock I, away I quite a bit you, more. To your point, there is a very marked difference in the dollars <laughs> of single couples. <laughs> well, you're able to you're able to save on uh, things and, and, and do things a little bit differently, right? And And that's the thing. I think, you know even with, with the children we have, and I think we're pretty frugal with how we live and things we do, it's still, uh, you know, I look back, you're looking at a monthly budget, like, whoa, man. I mean, just just the simple things have right. become so much more expensive. Oh, you want to play in a soccer league or basketball, baseball? Oh, because you're going to be in all of that, right? Yeah. It's, and what's that cost? Uh, it's not cheap. Right, and dance then, lessons, piano lessons. But it's not uh, just that. It's the all the... The other things that you add on to it, mm-hmm. right? Oh, wait. Oh, you need a you need new shoes. You need a bat. You need a glove. You need it starts adding up extremely quickly. And most mm-hmm. people aren't budgeting for those, you know, the extraneous items. And so I think for the normal household, that can be that can weigh on it. Now I don't think most people are thinking about those little things mm-hmm. when they're having kids, but they do see the numbers that are put out that says, oh, each child is two hundred fifty thousand dollars until college, right? Until college. Yeah. So I mean, I think you could put a price tag on it that's probably much more. Yeah, and listen, you can't you can't put a dollar value on the benefit, the internal benefit of having children, but it is a luxury. Heck, having pets today is a luxury. Every time you go to the vet, it's two hundred bucks. I mean, everything today, um, it's tough. So you're seeing demographics decline. That is an issue for Social Security, um, and there is a focus finally on it. Um, Social Security. There is this. Um, New act that was introduced, Rep. Al Lawson out of Florida introduced H.R. 5737, Social Security for Future Generations Act of 2021, all except for Lance Roberts. He just added that in. So something we talked about, Danny, the proposal is to call for earnings above 250000 to be subject to Social Security tax, right? So we look at the, the uh, maximum taxable wage base, and next year going to be 147000 It rises with inflation. And it would be 250000 in 2037, but there's talk to accelerate that. Frankly, I don't, I don't understand why they just probably, listen, we don't have a payroll cap. Yeah, you, you would think they, they do I, that. that. You would think that that would be something that they would just literally you know, take I, away. I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence that this is going to get through to begin with. It's just like many other bills, they're great ideas, but... Typically, there's not a whole lot of follow through. He's been trying to get something done for the last five years. I know. He's and, had a few acts out there yeah. uh, to do that. But they want to change the index used in the COLA to CPIE versus W. Which I think is great. There is. And what's interesting, though, through the pandemic, it was better off for an older American to use CPI W than E. So really? go figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Um, Right. Reconfiguring how you look at the minimum PIA, uh, alternative benefit for surviving spouses. All of this, Social Security actuary said this bill, if passed, would extend the trust fund depletion date by 10 years to 2044. Listen, we talk about this all the time. Yes, there's a demographic issue. Yes, Social Security needs to be fixed. 
they are relatively minor fixes right now. Raising the full retirement age. Go back to the, 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 the mortality tables. Look at the fact that maybe 67, we just make it 68. Mm-hmm. You take the delayed retirement credit from 70 to 72. Uh, you take some of the cap off the payroll tax. You're fine. Yeah. Social Security is fine. What well, fixes uh, it? Ex- it's it's it, a it, very it's, fast fixed if you can do these little things. Now, for most people, they're going to mm-hmm. say, hey, I, I'm, not, I'm not on board with this. I've been paying in for this this whole time. I want my money. And the issue will be is that people close to retirement will not be impacted by this. But it's going to be the people who are my age uh, you know, and younger really mm-hmm. is where I think that you're going to see that change. I'm not sure exactly where they're going to draw the line. They've, they've historically talked about you know, the age 50. Uh, we've heard 55 thrown out there. I think right. 50 is probably more feasible. You have a little bit more time, to a little longer runway to, to make adjustments and change and save more. But I don't know, Rich. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's surprising. We keep seeing and we hear about the, the labor force participation rate, the demographic, especially amongst those like 65 and older, has been increasing. But, you know, most people are still retiring at, at a younger age, like 63, I think, is the average age. So how does that Lance is an actuary now because he says, we have repeatedly increased tax rates, pushed retirement ages, and it solves a problem for about three years. Uh, hmm. Not sure about that. Now, again, I think to Lance's point, demographics is a big part of this. So if you just get more people working and paying in, that would help. Now, I don't know how to solve that problem, whether you want some sort of intelligent immigration. The point is, if you're retiring today, you're retiring within five years, you're retiring within 10 years, Social Security is going to be there for you. Okay? We have to help you plan properly for it. I don't have a Lance Roberts calculator that goes, you're screwed and just gets printed out on a page for social security maximization. Um, so that's, <laughs> can you imagine the Lance Roberts social security maximization program? What that would look like? It's one page. You're effed. <laughs> Move on. Most people depend on it. We've got some new stats, Danny, you'll see in the retirement right lane class. And it's devastating. Yeah surprisingly devastating how many older Americans depend on social security. Well, we know the numbers and that's why, you know, I mean, I know there, there could be a looming cut, but how devastating will that be to most households? When you think about more than half of retirees rely on it for more than half of their income. Well, before they take it away, I'm going to call Mrs. Roberts. We're going to create the Lance Roberts 10 city in his, on his palatial estate and we're going to have all these tents up for all the people that are off Social Security now and need to be home. You're assuming be that we can all make it past the moat? We, we would. We would alligators, well, right? That's part yeah. of the infrastructure okay. bill that okay. Biden is passing. Great, Put great. A, but, you know, build the, a bridge over Lance's moat. Yeah. May, not be, may not look exactly how it looks, but at some point mm-hmm. there's going to be some type of other social program that's going to provide income. There's not going to be a way that they're going to be able to yeah, completely Lance, eliminate this. And Lance says, you know, we're going to continue, you know, not saying it won't get their welfare check. <laughs> he's, he's comparing Social Security to welfare now. Uh, but um, <clears throat> it's a function of ha- continuing to issue debt. Well, of course, Lance. We we love debt. I heart debt. I got you that shirt for Christmas. We'll be right back with more about Social Security and Medicare and all kinds of fun stuff as Lance trolls YouTube here on <laughs> Financial Fitness Friday. The Real Investment Advice blog. It's required reading for the informed investor. Catch it today at realinvestmentadvice.com. Don't let 2022 be a repeat of the past year. Join Danny Ratliff and Richard Rosso for their essential smart money tips for the new year candid coffee event on Saturday, January 15th. You'll learn the landmines to avoid, tax advantages we see, and money tips you need to know in the new year. Register now for our next Candid Coffee at realinvestmentadvice.com. Candid Coffee with Ratliff and Rosso, realinvestmentadvice.com. Have the market's gyrations made you nervous? If so, it's because you have more risk in your portfolio than you realize. It's time to reevaluate your long-term investing strategy with RIA Advisors. Our disciplined approach can help eliminate unnecessary risk. We do that by having both a buy and sell discipline. Does your advisor do that? 
If you think it's time to work with an advisor who puts your interests first, it's time for real investment advice. RIA Advisors, 855-RIA-PLAN, riaadvisors.com. And now, another page from the Real Investment Advisors Investing Manifesto. A passive investment portfolio requires active risk management. It's not a choice, it's necessity. Diversification doesn't protect against risk of loss. Let us actively help you reach your financial goals with RIA Advisors. Neither bull nor bear. RIA Advisors, 281-501-1791 or online at realinvestmentadvice.com. Can't catch the whole show now? Listen to our podcast later at realinvestmentadvice.com. Going to test your math skills bright and early this morning. Driving into work, I'm going to give you a math question. Uh, today is my wife's 39th birthday for the 11th time. Awesome. Yeah, well, you know, everything's 39 is now the new 29. Yeah. And right. Happy birthday, dear. Love you. So do you have anything big planned? We're kind of getting to the point to where it's just like we just want to spend time together without our kids. So the Real Investment Show podcast. Same show, your schedule at realinvestmentadvice.com. Small businesses are discovering that attracting and retaining top talent come down to more than just salary. In today's highly competitive job market, compensation is more than just wages. Hi, I'm Tom Allen, RIA Advisors Retirement Plan Consultant. Healthcare and retirement plans can make the difference in hiring and retaining the best employees. We can show you how to build an affordable, effective employment package that delivers true value for your workers and your business. Call me toll-free at 855-RIA-PLAN or online at realinvestmentadvice.com. Real Investment Show podcasts are now available from Stitcher Smart Radio at Stitcher.com. Hi, Lance Roberts here. If you're like most people, your 401k plan represents the bulk of your retirement assets. And unfortunately for many, managing your 401k plan can be difficult. There's so many choices, so many things to consider. With just a quick email, a couple of questions, you can put RIA Advisors to work for you managing your 401k plan. It's a quick and easy application. Just simply click Ask a Question at realinvestmentadvice.com or give us a call at 855-RIA-PLAN. That's realinvestmentadvice.com. The Real Investment Show YouTube page has all of our videos ready for your easy access. From three minutes on markets and money to each day's radio shows, subscribe and bookmark our YouTube channel for The Real Investment Show. Or just click on the show links at realinvestmentadvice.com. Realinvestmentadvice.com. You're listening to The Real Investment Show. Welcome back. Listen, it's not cheap, but I am really thinking of getting a Lance Roberts puppet for the show. So we would have, we would, Lance would be here with us on Friday. He'd have my mouth and that's going to be funny, but um, <clears throat> it, the Lance Roberts puppet. Yeah, we've talked might about be that. Coming. We're, we're going to get you a Ken Fisher one. <laughs> We're going to, yeah. <laughs> we have a, a handful planned, but... We, we do. We have it. They're not cheap. I can't get over the cost. That's my issue. <laughs> yeah, they're not cheap. <laughs> Man, they did a prototype. It looked just like Lance, but I'm like, whoa, how much is that? Did That's they, worth more than the it? real Lance. Did they send it to you? No, they sent me a picture. I'll oh, send you the picture. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see yeah, that. Yeah, it's great. Except he had no shirt on. It was disturbing. <laughs> It was like they didn't get him dressed yet. <laughs> it was like a naked Lance puppet. That's probably how Lance walks around everywhere. Uh, yeah, I think he does, probably. So, um, when he's not bowling, <laughs> listen, our bowling shirts, <clears throat> we wear them with pride. Um, long-term care next year, retirement right lane classes refreshed with a lot of new numbers and a lot of new stats and boy have long-term care costs, or at least the costs of nursing home and assisted living boy, have they gone up. So on Thursday, December 9th at 12, we're going to be doing a virtual free Zoom webinar, the Lunch and Learn, on can you afford not to have long-term care? And that's going to be with uh, Chris Liebham and John Barrymore Penn. Uh, so tune in for that. You know, when we plan for long-term care, Danny, it's always a process. I never understand how people just purchase long-term care insurance without a financial plan coupled to it, because how much do I know that I, do I need? Do I need it, right? There are gonna be times, most of the time, I will tell you with couples, and they don't have a legacy intent to preserve the estate, uh, many times they, they might need just maybe one person insured or not need it at all, depending yeah. on the assets they have. So it's very difficult 
for people. I think, well, I don't think it's difficult for people. I just think it's, it's difficult for me to comprehend how do I purchase insurance if I don't know if I need it, and then, then if I think I need it, how much do I need? And that's where um, your financial plan makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, th I think a shift is coming here, Rich. You know, historically, it's been just that. We've had somebody, and a lot of times it's a salesman who says, hey, this is how much this cost is. You know, you start to think about it, or maybe you go through it, and you see a loved one have these experiences, and you say, oh, my gosh, I need to do as much as I can right now to protect my family, protect assets, create a legacy. Right. And you, you go for it. And unfortunately, it needs to be kind of, we need to back into these numbers. And I do believe there's a shift coming. And I, I think this is going to be with all insurance, Rich, in the sense that it's not going to be just, you know, okay, this is what I need because this is what I've been told. But I think it's going to evolve around that financial plan, about, around having that partnership between the two. And this can even go with, with property and casualty, with, you know, your umbrella policy, with so many different things on the risk management side that to really get a good understanding on how to protect yourself mm -hmm. and your family. And so the long-term care aspect though, is, is one of those things that we historically seen that's just not done properly. Well, and there have been studies that show people are becoming much more receptive to risk mitigation mm -hmm. through the pandemic, right? They've seen people pass away. They've seen people get sick. They've seen businesses just dry up and die. So, you realize that there are some risks you cannot absorb. So I think people have become more reflective of their own financial situation and it allows for those conversations to occur, right? And we are an extremely litigious society. So if you mm -hmm. have a lot of assets, I bet a lot of people who, who listen to this show, they're sort of dead averse, uh, unlike everybody else, and they have accumulated assets. Now, how do I protect them, right? That, how do I protect an income stream? How do I protect for a legacy? How do I protect if someone trips on my, you know, in my driveway uh, or I have an auto accident, right? Uninsured motorists in this town is absolutely necessary, okay? Yeah. So um, you, I think to your point, Danny, where those conversations are sort of uncomfortable, we don't want to deal with an injury, dealing about we might be injured or we might die, but I think people are more open to it now. The key to it though is not just go out and purchase. The key is to plan it first and then figure out how much you need, right? And then you wind up saving yourself money in the long term. I met with a couple the other day. They had the bells to whistles long-term care policy, right? We ran a plan for them, Danny, and I said, you know, you're like overinsured. Because you have these assets, this, they went, oh my gosh, I never really thought about it. Now I said, I don't think you should stop it. They're not bad policies. But what I want to help you understand is that you are, you, you know, you are overinsured for long-term care. You're going to completely preserve your estate now, which means what we had to do, and they don't have a legacy intent, is to say, well, maybe that money we were going to use for long-term care, since you are paying these premiums, you can go and... You're going to have to spend areas. more money. I yeah. mean, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But they are overinsured, and their premiums are pretty hefty. Well, and that's the unfortunate thing is that it, it's so difficult to right-size these things if you don't know the full big picture. You, right. I mean, how, how do you go into these things and just say, you know, and it's just like the, the rule of thumb. It used to be like nine times um, yeah, you know, for income life for life insurance. insurance. Yeah. But it never really factored in the debt. So people look online and go, go sign up. But you didn't factor in, okay, well, how old are your children? What type of debt do you have? When does that, uh, when do you pay these off? You know, those are things that I think are extremely important mm -hmm. that it needs to be an across the table discussion. It needs to be something that, you know, there's a, there's a full understanding from a holistic perspective on any of these items when you purchase and you do it right. You do it the right way. You do it the right way and you wind up saving money because you wind up targeting the payment to what you actually need versus overpaying for something. That's important. Um, there are people that need to, <clears throat> I think if people have a legacy intent, they want to preserve their estate for others, that could be a key to purchasing insurance of some form, right? Uh, or we don't have a lot of assets and we have longevity risk in our family, right? People are going to live longer, like you have in your family, Danny, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so you have to prepare for that risk of living longer if your assets are not going to make it, whether it's a guaranteed income stream where you have to create your own pension, 
whether you're maximizing Social Security to wait to age 70. Um, I have a dear client of mine for 25 years. She has longevity in her family. She just started Social Security at 70, right? Her payment's like $3,800 a month, yeah. $3,800, $3,900 a month. And she's like, thank you. You know, she's in great health for 70. I know she's going to. She's going to beat out the mortality tables. She's got another 20, 25 years. Right, and, and yeah. her mom was 104 years old. Wow. So, um, you know, she's got a nice check coming in from Social Security because she waited and she has been working up until this point. So you've got a plan for longevity risk. But I really agree with you, and the studies are now showing, Pew Research and others, that People are more receptive. I'm writing a piece right now for the Lances for the blog about how this time of year, holiday time, people are more receptive to conversation about their mortality, right? Because you unpack a box of ornaments, you know, time stands still, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe your dad or your mom gave this to you and they're no longer here. Grandpa gave me this, right? Things last so much longer. You get to deal with the fact that someday your, your children are going to be sitting at a table. You're not going to be there. Yeah. But some of the decisions you've made are going to be like a ghost that sits at that table. If That's you're right. not handling it properly, if you're not handling the conversation properly and you're letting your estate plan, cold hard documents talk for you after you pass, so this is a piece I'm writing right now. Um, so conversations about insurance are important, um, and but always do the planning first. This virtual workshop is gonna give you an overview of what is long-term care? How can you fund it? What kinds of insurance out there? Because guess what? We talk about it all the time. How many providers of long-term care insurance are there now? Oh, not not nearly as many as there used to be. I mean, it used to be back in the uh, 80s, 90s, there's uh, 100. I, right. It's like 10. 10? Yeah. 10, and, and, and I bet if we look today, it'd be less than that. Well, right? and there's probably only a handful that you actually want to use. Right. And, and again, it's expensive, um, and you have to budget for it. So, but there are all, and you may not pass underwriting. So, That's like, correct. for example, I have a hybrid policy, like we, which is really just an insurance policy that allows long-term care benefit, mm-hmm. right? So some of the underwriting is not as austere, as, right? is the insurance, but I also leave a legacy for my daughter, right? So if I don't use it, I have her as a beneficiary. That's a nice little feature where yeah. if, if, I, if I wind up not using this money, at least she gets it. Correct. So there are many ways to capture long-term care if you need coverage, but that's like the last decision. It's the spend down, what could you do before you even need insurance. And that's what a plan will show you. Yeah, and I, I think that's important to understand the spin down and the the autonomy or, or I guess the tiers. Like how do you actually break it down? Yeah. Where do you spend money from first? And we do that on a on a regular basis mm-hmm. when thinking about distribution planning. How do you you know, how do you withdraw from certain accounts and different assets? Now, not everybody has the, the luxury of being able to do that. A lot of people just have everything in pre tax and this is the way IRAs, it is. Right. But we are seeing that people are becoming a lot more astute with funding and putting funds in different places from a contribution perspective, right? which I think down the road is going to be a, a significant advantage that the people will have in their, their pocket to help mitigate additional taxes, those stealth taxes we discussed, and then hopefully be able to pay for some of those other expenses without having to pay taxes and then increase other areas like Medicare surcharge, things of that nature. Yep. When we get back, we're going to talk about withdrawals from Roth IRAs, Medicare, and you've heard of Elf on a Shelf. Now get ready for Dolly on a Tamale. Brent always leaves these cute things for me. That's pretty funny. Dolly on a Tamale. <laughs> we'll be right back. Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. Don't let 2022 be a repeat of the past year. Join Danny Ratliff and Richard Rosso for their essential smart money tips for the new year candid coffee event on Saturday, January 15th. 
you'll learn the landmines to avoid, tax advantages we see, and money tips you need to know in the new year. Register now for our next Candid Coffee at realinvestmentadvice.com. Candid Coffee with Ratliff and Rosso, realinvestmentadvice.com. Do you know what you don't know when hiring and retaining quality employees? Compensation is more than just wages. It's personal time off. The vacation days, healthcare benefits, a 401k. Do you know what's important to them? Hi, I'm Tom Allen, RIA Advisors Retirement Plan Consultant. Let us show you how to make the most of an affordable, effective package that will deliver true value for your business and your employees. Call me toll free at 855-RIA-PLAN or online at realinvestmentadvice.com. Hi, Lance Roberts here. If you're like most people, your 401k plan represents the bulk of your retirement assets. And unfortunately for many, managing your 401k plan can be difficult. There's so many choices, so many things to consider. With just a quick email, a couple of questions, you can put RIA Advisors to work for you managing your 401k plan. Get started right now at the website, realinvestmentadvice.com, or simply call our toll-free number, 855-RIA-PLAN, simply online at realinvestmentadvice.com. And now, another page from the Real Investment Advisors Investing Manifesto. Manage risk and volatility rather than trying to manage gains. You don't have to be right all the time. Long-term investing success is a 70% gain. Let us help you reach your financial goals with RIA Advisors. Neither bull nor bear. RIA Advisors. 281-501-1791 or online at realinvestmentadvice.com. The Real Investment Show. Now, JP on YouTube, because we do have a YouTube channel. Join the conversation. We have a lot of fun. Lance trolls us. We troll Lance. We troll Lance. It's all out of love. It's all out of love. Um, so JP says, you know, he took care of his dad. Yeah. Now, you just cannot assume. Well, first of all, we talked about the baby dearth. So not going to be enough kids to take care of you. But I have people that'll come to me and go, well, my kids are going to take care of me. I'm like, well, did you have the talk with them about it? No. No, that's what I had them for. <laughs> yeah, I had them to take care of me. I, my total, my, my definition of it and how I look at it, I can't. I mean, I don't, yeah. want my, I don't want my daughter to, I don't want to interrupt her life. That's more painful to me. That's why I have it. Well, if you've ever but seen there are people somebody, that just flippantly say, my yeah. kids are going to take care of me. And well, do you really... Do you really know that? If you've ever seen the stress, though, and the impact it, it, it has on a family. On a caregiver. I think oh, you, my gosh. Caregivers, yes. Yeah, you would change your mind pretty quickly on that. I mean, I saw that with my grandfather lived to 99, and he had long-term care. He had um, the Well, you know, but he had the homies in the wheelchair chasing women. I mean, you know, it would have been tough for yeah. you to. Well, but, but the issue is, I mean, it goes so much deeper <laughs> than some things. I mean, you, you need somebody around the clock, and so now you're you know, you're, you're actually a manager. You're, yep. sched, you're a scheduling manager. You're calling people and wait, this person can't be there. Now you're HR and you're doing so many different, you're wearing all these different hats and it is difficult. And then if you have a, a non-indemnity plan, it's great. But what if you have to go in and do, you know, get all the receipts, send them off and beg for them to actually pay, you know, from a long-term care perspective, this is tough. I mean, it is, there's so many moving parts with this that I think people uh, take for granted when you do have a really good plan or you have, you have something set up and I just know, I don't want to put that burden on my kids. Um, they don't realize it's a full-time job. It is. It is. It is absolutely a full-time job. And you know, you're typically when these events occur and they can happen at any time, but you know, when they do, a lot of times you have kids that are still working. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a life of their own. Well, they have, they have their own kids or grandkids they're working with. We talk and to them all the time, every day, the stress I, you have, you have, P, uh, children that are taking care of their children and their parents, those people do not need to be convinced that they need a long-term care plan of some kind. They are like, please sign me up for whatever long-term care plan I need because they finally get it. And then the children who have parents that did look forward and bought insurance and it worked, they're thankful that it's there. Yeah. So as we all live longer... Children are finally getting firsthand view of how important it is to plan for long-term care because you're, you you're more apt to have some form of long-term disability or not being able to perform activities of daily living than you are dying. 
look at people who have dementia. Like my friend Johnny Crawford from The Rifleman, mm -hmm. right? He lived 10 years um, with dementia in a home. Very expensive. That's right. Um, he Especially basically was, he, you know, was just with COVID and everything else. I didn't even get a chance to see him because I was going to go out there in L to L.A. during that whole period with COVID. Um, but he was physically fine for a long time. Yeah. This is, ex imagine if you're a caregiver or you have to pay for that service. So not to keep beating this uh, long-term care horse, but it's important to think about it. Now, Medicare, shifting gears here a little bit. So talk. let's talk a little bit about Medicare Part B premiums for next year, Danny. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing a pretty significant increase. You go from, uh, what is it, 140, 50 right now or 60 to 170, 10. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty substantial jump. And so everybody was really, you know, screaming from the rooftops that Social Security is giving us great COLA cost of living adjustment. And then we see the Medicare adjustment come out right after that, like womp womp. But it'll, it'll be good because it's on a much larger amount. However, um, you know, we are seeing healthcare cost increase. You know, we talked earlier in the show about, you know, having kind of segmenting each different goal or line item that you're going to have as an expense and associating a different <clears throat> inflation rate with it. Well, this is where it's important. Right? Yes, but here's my concern. So our inflation rate right now from the Kaiser Foundation for Medicare premiums is roughly about 5.3%. Mm -hmm. Now with this 14.5% jump, I have to see if this is an anomaly or it continues for me to adjust it in the plans. Not sure yet. But you have rising prices and utilization across healthcare systems that drives higher premiums year over year. Um, lower the increase in um, what is this? Uh, additional contingency reserves. Also, obviously, there's this new Alzheimer's drug, <clears throat> Adulam, that and, and, and then this is where people go, wait a minute, why is the cost of this drug in part B? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't that be a part D? Yeah increase but there is administration and so forth um and projections that would go into the part b physician services and so forth so that's really another reason why you're seeing an increase in premium the, the lesson here for people is to understand is medicare is still the best deal compared to going on to the marketplace yeah but prices go up dramatically it's a bit of a sticker shock um You've got to plan for those, and you've got to make sure that the inflation rate you're using in your plan, in pl your plans are accurate. Um, that takes some study analysis from different sources that I use, like the Atlanta Fed and Kaiser Foundation, which is a great source of healthcare information, yep. especially trends in healthcare spending. Well, it's not just Medicare that's seen increases. <clears throat> it's all across the board. I mean, we have clients that are under 65, they're seeing their plans are, are going up as yeah. well. So it's, it's, a, it's an all-across-the-board deal here where we are seeing cost increase substantially and rather quickly. So we do have to be pretty nimble when it comes to mm -hmm. increasing you know, forecast for healthcare expenses. And I think that that's going to be probably key here in the future as we continue to see the pandemic. That, and that may be why, do you think this is why maybe we're seeing a, lot, a big push with Medicare Advantage? Absolutely. Got to be, right? Absolutely, because Medicare Advantage doesn't inhibit my cash flows. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. Now, if you don't have a problem. If I don't have a serious problem. Correct. Right? And I have to figure out, oh, my gosh. Now, Medicare Advantage is all-inclusive, right? William Shatner, Joe Namath, all JJ, Dynamite. <laughs> I'm going to get what I deserve, Dynamite. Um, Medicare Advantage is very lucrative, Mm -hmm. um, covers everything, right? You get dental, you get vision, you get, uh, you get uh, silver sneakers. I might get a Fitbit, whatever it is. So, oh, you have no premium, like no deductibles. Joe Namath says, no premium, no deductible. Joe Namath was the man. Let me tell you, he always had these, forget it. Um, so, <clears throat> you know where I'm going. Uh, now he's on Medicare. So, um, <laughs> it's hard for me. It's hard for me to see all my heroes touting Medicare. Yeah. Is he on what? Medicare or is he on Medicare Advantage? He, That's the key. Oh, do you he, think? Do you think oh, he practices? I would love what he to preaches? know. Yeah, I'm sure he's on Medicare Part B, uh, Medigap. He's, he's on the G better. Policy, he's on the better yeah. stuff. 
I like when he goes, you're going to get what you deserve. When he said that in the locker room in the 70s, it meant something totally different. Um, so it's just fun to watch him. I'm like, I want to tell you, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know who's going to be next in my, the stars that I love. Is Tom Selleck going to be promoting adult diapers? I don't know who's next. Who's next, Brent? Who's next to be touting stuff? Betty White? What? Who we got? Dolly on a tamale. No, Christy, if Christy Brinkley starts doing Medicare Advantage, I'm not even coming into the office anymore. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I am totally done. You'll get what you deserve. She, I mean, she's a freaking nature. I think she's close to 65 years old. And she could sell ice to an Eskimo. She sure can, but she better not sell Medicare Advantage because then I am done. TV's <laughs> going right out the window. Um, it's important to select the right insurance, and we, are, we do recommend... Medigap, which pretty much resembles the kind of insurance you have at work, but Medicare Advantage, which is all-inclusive, a lot less expensive in the short term, unless maybe you do have a serious illness and you'll have much more out-of-pocket. But more and more people, you look at the Kaiser Foundation numbers on Medicare Advantage, Danny, the popularity continues to explode because it is much more cost-effective. <clears throat> Yeah. People don't have the money. So if I have no deductible and I'm or I'm gonna spend four hundred bucks a year, I'll take that all day, Joe. Well it, it Danny we, Namath. We have seen those plans. They've adapted as well. What used to be only HMOs back in the day, we're seeing that now there's actually PPOs right. that are Medicare Advantage. So right. there are some uh, some changes that are positive. And they're adding a lot area. of things. They're adding, you know, they have Teladoc. That became important. Yeah. Mental health services for, for seniors could be important, especially as pe people become more isolated because here's the other issue you have with saying, I'm going to have my children take care of me when I'm old. Well, what if you don't have any, right? Because we're seeing more and more single mm -hmm. older Americans, divorced older Americans, Americans getting divorced later in life. So they're going to need some sort of caregiver service That's right. uh, out there. But Medicare Advantage is just easier on the wallet, um, and it has a lot of stuff and a lot of bells and whistles. And listen, if I wasn't as schooled as I am in it, it, it looks attractive, it doesn't it? It could be very enticing. Yeah, absolutely. And so you just need to understand what you're getting versus, you know, and it, Medicare Advantage, let's face it, it is the easier option because it typically is that all-inclusive. And it does cover things that your original Medicare does not cover, right? right. Typically, I mean, not always, but we do see that it covers vision Dental, Almost all of them hearing. do, and, and you know, when it comes to original Medicare, we they don't they're not concerned about your teeth or your eyes. Yeah, so you're gonna have to go out and buy those. It's kind of the all yes. the cart type of strategy, but it is typically better from a big picture perspective. And God forbid something happens, you're gonna be thankful you have you, that you are. original Medicare. Listen, go to Real Investment Advice. We have all new articles there. Sign up for Lance's daily commentary. It gets into your mailbox. It's really succinct, right to the point about what you need to know. December 9th, sign up at Real Investment Advice for our long-term care and I will workshop. And I will tell you, we have a lot of exciting videos and workshops for next year. So stick with us in 2022. And I hope you all have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. It's a rich man's world.